and welcome back to The Latecomers. I'm Amity. I'm Lemuel. And I'm going to apologize right off the bat in case my energy is low. I'm at the on-ramp of a cold where it just kind of feels like I have to sneeze all the time. So I'm trying to stave it away at least for another hour while we get through this episode. So please bear with me and I'm going to do my best. How was your week? My week was great. I was not attacked by bears. That's good. I uh, got some work done at the house. I yeah. went to the movies, so I had a good week. How was yours? It was it was all right. Um, I've been fighting back a cold, and I'm pretty sure I'm about to lose, but it's the effort, I you guess. A very a valiant effort. Valiant effort. Also, apparently, there's an ice cream truck outside right now. So. Do you like some ice cream? I would, but probably nothing off of that track. No, no, no. Uh, this week, we watched part two of mm-hmm. the 1999 miniseries Storm of the Century. What did I say I wanted last week? You wanted to know what he wanted that he wanted so bad that he's holding the whole town captive. And when did I want it? You wanted it in the first 20 minutes of the episode. I wanted it in the first 15 minutes of the episode. Uh, I paused it 20 minutes in and I was like, I'm officially mad. And then we got to the end of the episode and I'm deeply upset. Because you still don't know what I he still wants. don't know. So do you think that this middle episode had a lot of sort of padding to it? No. Okay. And I understand what they're doing. So whatever he wants is going to be a great cost to one or more of these people on this Mm -hmm. island. So he's going to walk the negotiation tightrope of make things so bad that they know that I'm not fucking around. Right. But also don't go far enough that they just, that that your risk reward gets totally taken out and so you've already taken everything from us we don't care what else you take at this point so they're going he's going to ask them for a very big favor right well i don't think it's going to be a favor or he's extorting them (laughs) yes he wants something clearly he wants something and then he'll leave them alone. and then he'll leave them alone but so far we don't know what it is we don't and he's well we know what it isn't it isn't any of the four people that he's killed so far. Right, so well, and maybe more now. Induced a wave of suicides and madness. Yes. As an attempt to show that, or not as an attempt, to show to that show, he yeah. is capable of doing all sorts of things if they don't comply with his wishes. Correct. Okay. And so whenever he asks what he's going to ask for, mm-hmm. they understand that he's not kidding and that he can bring destruction upon them. But this is, a, like I said, a fine message, because if you kill too many people, then it's just, well, fuck you. Like, we're not going to do anything right. regardless of what you're going to do, because you've already taken us, you're like, you've taken all of our hope out, and so now we just, we've resigned ourselves to whatever you're going to do, do it. Right. Uh, which is, you know, it's a fine line. And since we still don't know what the fuck he wants, although I'm pretty sure it has to do with at least one of the children, we'll get there, it's... We're, we're, it's my, my nerves are frayed, and I just want him to spit it the fuck out. Because it's not like they don't know that he wants something. He's made mm-hmm. it clear that when they give him what he wants, he'll go away. But he has made no, it's... Ooh. It's not clear at all what he wants. What he wants. It's just like, it, this reminds me of people who are frustrated by their life circumstances, uh, but we'll do nothing to change them. There, it's just like, 
we we would love to give you what the fuck you want so you can go away, but you won't tell us what that is. So what are we supposed to do? I am saying fuck a lot. <laughs> I'm not feeling well, and this movie is frustrating me. Okay. All right, do you want to get into this? All right, so I want to get into this. All right. So, by the way, we should say we didn't find out where Lloyd and the other guy who was like, come take a look at this storm, Lloyd. Mm-hmm. They're at the fire brigade. Right. We didn't know that last time. So, but this it was is a small town. It seems like all the civic buildings are kind of clustered Mushed together. Mushed together, yeah. So And multi-purpose because the, what is it, the, the, the market the is also... The grocery store is also the constabulary. Right. That's the one jail cell. So... Mike and Hatch are at the jail, mm-hmm. sort of brooding over Pete's body, trying to figure out how to get a hold of anybody, uh, specifically Ursula at the shelter. Mike sees on Hatch's computer what we said last time. All His little crossword is all filled with, give me what I want and I'll go away. Yeah, we get it. Except, no, apparently you won't because you won't what fucking tell it? us what you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Robbie and Henry have gone to see Lloyd's body because... His partner comes in and he's like, Lloyd killed himself, hacked himself in the face, and Robbie, again, doesn't believe it. Which There's a beautiful description there. It splits his face in or two or in halves. Yeah. And we don't need to see the gory... No, we don't, and we, we don't. It's we a, know. It's a miniseries on television, so we don't see it, right. and that's probably fine. Robbie's incredulousness is starting to wear very thin on me, though, because mm. you've seen what this thing can do. Stop being surprised that bad things are happening. Like, bad things are happening. Get on board. Yes, he's beginning to, to do too much scully for me. Yeah. For my taste. Like, get, you're, you know, three seasons into it, you're still not believing that any of this is going on. Right. So, Robbie and Henry find Lloyd and see uh, Andre's message there, written in paint. Give me what I want, and I'll go away. And then trees start just falling on cars <laughs> willy-nilly. It's a real insurance nightmare out there. Uh, Andre hasn't said anything now. He's just sitting quietly in his cell and staring out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mike sends Kirk and Hatch to look for Henry and Robbie and have them brought back to the uh, jail while the roads are still uh, passable, which they don't think will continue past about midnight tonight. Uh one of the other guards, Jack, doesn't like the idea of staying with Andre, but that Mike's like, well, it is what it is, so this is what's happening. And they each kind of admonish each other, don't get too close to him. And I don't think anybody should be allowed to look directly at him. Like, no. after what happened with no. Pete... Mind you, Mike does. He does. He's the only person in the room who really looks him in the face. Mike does, and he tries to interrogate him again. Right. But he doesn't get anywhere. And later, Robbie ends up just staring into the cell. And I'm like, nobody wants to stop this behavior because it didn't go well last time. But yeah. okay. So Robbie and who's Robbie with Henry? There's a lot of dudes in this that I don't know their actual names. So yeah, Robbie and Henry are in one vehicle and Kirk and Hatcher in another vehicle. And they almost run into each other. It's mm-hmm. a real weird driving situation and Robbie's like I'm going back to the city hall and I'm going to sleep and I'm f- fuck this noise like I'm checked out and Hodge is like uh no you're going to come back to the jail with us because uh Pete's dead and then 
Bobby's like, I am going to come back to the jail with you because Pete's dead. And so they all go back to the jail. He seems to be trying to maintain some sort of control. He's very frightened of his loss of control over the entire situation. And as as the story progresses, he seems to be more and more terrified of the fact that as a figure, the only thing that he wields is this sort of strange authority he's been given. And now he doesn't have it. It's all yeah. flying away from him. At but he doesn't speed. also really want it at this point. Yeah. Like, if he could just go to the city hall and cover the whole th- cover himself with a blanket and just not come out until the storm is over, he right. would be fine with that. Uh, while Mike is interrogating Andre, Andre talks about how he knows that Mike cheated on a test in college because he was going to flunk out. Mm-hmm. He said, not even your wife knows that. And he goes, it's not true. And and Andre says, you may have convinced yourself of that fact since then, but it's true. You definitely did it. And then he also talks about how Jack, who gay, basically gay-bashed with a, a bunch mm-hmm. of his friends, this kid, and that ended up losing an eye because of it. Right. Uh, and that was a really, there were some homophobic overtones in there. That we don't need to get too deep into. But what did you feel about these two stories? Because I felt like what this is telling me about Mike is that... He's a fucking choir boy? He is. And this is the reason why maybe he Yeah, Robbie was eye. with a hooker when his mom died. Right. Jack blinded a man for... Right. For both being gay and being attractive <laughs> to him, right? Uh-huh. Like, that. that is what uh, Andre... Uh, accuses him of. You guys liked the way that he looked and you didn't right. like you liked the you way liked... his hair was and that he had that funny way of walking. He you know, uses like... the word swish, which is not ideal and yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Mike, you cheated on a test once. Well, yes, a little... There's a whole In history. college, not even like, yeah. Right, of, of violence and, uh, you know, hidden pregnancies and infidelities and, th- and then this guy just cheated on a test to yeah. keep him falling, failing yeah out of school, but it's as if he knows that will wrinkle Mike because Michael is, is such a straight shooter and yeah. trying so hard to, you know... Well, but also it might just be that that's literally all he could come up with. This dude's a good dude. Well, that's what I mean. It's like <laughs> Mike is such a straight shooter that this is this is the limit of what he's able to do yeah. in, in compromising his morals. Right. Whereas other people, and some of them have terrible secrets. Well, and meanwhile... Several of them are going to suggest to Mike that we just kill this motherfucker. Right. Now, Including a, Mike's wife. There is a great reference here that I appreciated from... Oh, yeah. We'll get there. We're uh, not there yet. But, um, uh, but so, so you felt that... Do you feel like the, the speech was a little bit too much? Because I actually really did like... No. The uh, but but at no point in the speech did it culminate with "this is what I want," which is all I. No, 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 I mean, Andre I don't mean that speech. I mean the the sort of monologue he tell where he accuses the guy of gay bashing, which we we know that he did because right. given who Lenoge was, I actually thought that said a lot about that character too. Sure. And the kind of hidden things that these people are doing. Yeah. Like, why Why would you do that? And the fact that the gay character comes out as having his own kind of triumph. He wears an eye patch, but it's a paisley eye patch his sister made for him. Right. He's still out there in like that's right. not gonna stop him. Right. That's I didn't really take any more from that. Okay. Once again, all I want to hear from Andre is what the fuck he wants. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, yes, these little things although what I don't love is then Jack's like, uh, can we forget about what he just said, Mike? And Mike's like, don't worry about it, which I don't love. I'm just like <laughs> 
I mean... I don't know if that was so much covering up a secret as much as he was just trying to stop the panic, because there are people committing suicide left and right at this point. Yeah, no, I think that that's right. I don't think I don't yeah. think Mike's necessarily going to look... He's not dealing with it right now, because right. what's he going to do? Put Jack in the same well, cage as... It was also stupid, like, hey, 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 Andre? Mike, we're good, right? Like, no, we're no. not... No, he didn't say we're good. No, no, he but He was like, can we effect. overlook that? Like, he really thinks that now he's going to go get locked up, but once again, no one's locking anybody in the cage with him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, right. it, even when later, maybe it would be warranted. Uh, Hatchkirk, Henry, and Robbie all arrive to the jail, and then meanwhile, we're kind of going back and forth between City Hall and the jail. Yeah. City Hall and the jail, and that's where, that's where everybody is. Uh, so we're back at City Hall, people are going to bed, Ralphie's afraid of flying away like the straw and stick homes and the three pigs, Donnie doesn't want to go to bed, He's a real dick to his mom. And then Molly is like, why don't you go upstairs and wait for your dad? So is that his birth mom or is that like a, a second mom? Because he talks to her like she's a stranger. Oh, no, only daddy puts me to bed. Yep. Uh, it's probably his birth mom. Okay. This child is a monster. Yeah, I couldn't... And yeah, my the... sense is because then she's like, I'm worried about him. And in the spring, I'm leaving Robbie and I'm taking Donnie with me. So my presumption is that's mm, her, that's her, okay. his her child. Yeah, I just, it was so weird that he would talk to her that way. Just Well, when you get right spoiled to. by one of your parents, then right. it allows you, and, and this is probably how Robbie talks to her. Yeah. Donnie well, is that Robbie being clearly to... modeled that this woman is not worth listening to. Robbie talks to everybody that mm-hmm. way. He's, he's, you know, he does not... But some people talk to people outside of their relationships uh-huh. that way, and inside their relationships a different way, but yet Robbie seems to clearly be modeling... That mom isn't really worth anything and isn't worth listening to to his son, uh, and spoiling him, of course. Uh, we now we're gonna go, and Katrina is um, sort of forced to go help Billy, who hasn't spoken to her in quite a while, uh, and he doesn't want to talk to her because he's like, "That was half my baby, and you mm-hmm. killed it, and I don't want to talk about it." And she's like, well, you've been cheating on me, and I know you've been cheating on me, and you're taking responsibility for this baby now because it's gone. But Right, there's no chance that you're ever going to have to be called on it. Right, but if I had just come to you and said I was pregnant, then you would have abandoned me. So yeah. my options were non-existent, basically. And uh, she turns to leave, and then we flash back over to the jail, and Andre is facing the wall and doing these weird gestures. So he looked like he was, I mean, the best, when I was looking at it, thinking, it's like he's puppeteering everyone. Yeah, that's exactly what he's doing, yeah. And he's using Billy, in this case, as a puppet. Uh, and he has Billy pick up a, one of those big tins mm-hmm. and hold it above his head, uh, and he wants to hit Katrina in the back of the head and presumably kill her, and Billy can't do it. Now, whether... Then he says that that's because Billy's a coward. Right, that's what Lenore says. Then, this is a weird thing for me, because I'm like, well, I don't know. Is Billy a coward? Maybe, because she just called him a coward. Right. She says you're a coward, and then Lenore's just like, he is a coward, when he won't follow through. And then he has his cane sort of hypnotize Katrina as she walks back to the hall, and then she goes back, and she beats uh, Billy to death. In a trance, she doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah. Until then she comes back to herself. Now, I I don't really love the way that this sets up how you can be used by Linoge. Like, if you're a coward, you can't be 
but it kind of that's the that's what he flings at him. But it see it looks as we're watching it like Billy can't bring himself to right. do this thing. I think he but Katrina even... can. So yeah. so what do we say? So we have already decided that Billy is a cheating, lying, shitty boyfriend. Uh-huh. Right. But not a not a murderer though. Yeah. It's a it's a weird. Okay, so I don't think that his saying that you're a coward that's accurate. He's angry at him because he's not carrying out his plans because he right. doesn't have it in him to kill somebody. Katrina but why does because she she went through so much more than he did. Right. I mean, but are, but are we saying that because she could have an abortion she could be a murderer? Like no, is no, that no. what we're saying? I don't think the me- I think the message is that she suffered so much more cuz uh Billy's Billy, right? Yeah. His problem is that he's so non-committal to anything. To anything, yeah. That he just can't follow through with anything. He can't follow through with his relationship. And I actually liked she's really good. The actress playing Katrina. Katrina. Um her name's right. Julianne something. Right. She says a line that's heartbreaking. I never said no to you. Yeah, no, it is. And it's but it's not just heartbreaking, it's gross. Yes, it is. It is, but it's heartbreaking from the point of view if you're looking at it from her saying that she did everything she possibly could and you still And you did still that cheated, thing. Yeah, yeah. So I think that kind of it's not that necessarily we're validating the fact that oh she could have she Yeah, I don't know. It's just that it back and forth is is a little bit yeah. yucky and we still because we still don't have Linoja's motives, mm-hmm. then I have to just describe this to bad screenwriting, frankly. Right. I think that this piece could have been worked out better. Like, I just, I mm-hmm. it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. There's some screams, Katrina screams, because she sort of comes back to herself and sees what she's done, and she's screaming. And Joanna Stanhope, stands, uh, she's there with her mother, Cora, uh, says, is, I thought I heard screaming. And then her mom, who's such a bitch, is like, yeah. that's what the wind sounds like on nights like tonight. Like, no, Cora. And so Joanna's like, I'm just going out to see what's going on. And she she heads out into the storm. Uh, and then Ursula, our uh, dispatcher, has a really bad feeling. She thinks something's happened to right. Pete, which made me think that she was Pete's wife, but she is not. Mm-hmm. Uh and she she decides she's going to take the snowcat to go see what's happening. Uh, Molly gives her a message that says, basically, leave the other guys there. There's plenty of men. Mm-hmm. You need to come back and see your wife. Now, here we learn that she has second sight, effectively, right? She talks about how she listens to these feelings that she has. Well, yeah, she says, yeah, when I get, a really, when I get one of these feelings, I trust them. And I, I don't think that that's anything... Like, I don't think we're trying to link it to The Shining or anything like no, no, that. No, 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 no. I, I do think, though, that that seems to be a suggestion that she's more aware than the rest of them or she's more intuitive than the rest of them. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so, Cat uh, then admits to Joanna that she killed Billy in spite of loving him, and she blames the wolf stick, the cane, uh, for forcing her to do it. And then Joanna and Ursula together go to the supermarket or to the jail to talk with Mike. Um, and Mike is talking about how there's nothing to identify Andre. There's no brand. There's no tags on his clothes. There's nothing. Yeah. Uh, Robbie admits that Andre told him something about his mom, but he won't go into specifics, which is probably fine. Uh, and Andre just sits and waits. Um, and then Hatch is like, I don't think he's human. Which, yeah. Cat starts singing, I'm a little teapot. That comes back later. Uh, Linoge doesn't ask when I guess Mike talks about asks about a stick 
uh, Robbie suggests at this point, this is what you were talking about, that Mike just kills Andre. We just, mm -hmm. let's kill him. It's island business. It's always been island business, just like the Claiborne, whatever the Claiborne woman did to her husband during the eclipse. And Mike's like, we'd know. No, we're not doing it. And then I, Ursula arrives. I really like that reference. I so, did. So I don't know who Ursula brought with her, but she breaks down when she sees Pete's body. She was right. And she just breaks down. It's a, it's a whole weird thing. Then we've got another townsperson taking care of Katrina who is like comatose. Or not like comatose. She's like uh, in shock, right? Right. And people are telling her that she should put rat poison in there since she's a murderer. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, these guys, the town guys who all sit around go trying to make up. sure just, she gets go to sleep. <laughs> punished by uh, Yeah. And there's the one guy who changes his mind, though, and just realizes... Okay, this is what I'm with. I'm with these two guys that they're talking about murdering her. Right. No, I'm not a part of that. Right, good, yeah. Cora uh, Stanhope starts getting ready for bed. She's up in the bathroom uh, in her pajamas, and she's getting ready for bed. She's the one who's like, this is what the, this is what the wind sounds like, Joanna, even though Joanna did know that she heard screaming. She was right. Well, she's unfriendly to everybody because there's an older gentleman that also tries to start a conversation. Yeah, no, she's really she's, snippy with everyone. Yeah. And pretty funny, but kind of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, the generator is also stutter-stepping, like it's mm -hmm. getting clogged a little bit, so the power will go out and then it'll come back, it'll go yeah. out, it'll come back, so there's flickering. Uh, Joanna repeats that uh, Kat said that the wolf stick made or wolf cane made her do it, so it's better if everybody doesn't touch it. At all. Andre starts singing now, I'm a little teapot. And Cora repeats his words while she's looking into the mirror in the bathroom. So they're all going to split back up, and Mike is going to go back because he's been summoned by his wife. Uh, Hatch does not want to stay with Robbie and Andre. Uh, he thinks, he's like, I think that he might be holding us prisoner, not the other way around, which, good job, Hatch. I'm pretty sure you're going to die, and that's a bummer because I think you're pretty, pretty, as you're smarter than people want to give you credit for, we'll say that. Um, lights, lights are flickering again, and then Cora sees the cane and says it's exactly like her father's, which is, I think, both Andre and she say it. They mm -hmm. both say it. And then Andre tells Mike to go as they'll be on, all right on their own, and then he bears his, like, his cougar teeth. Er. And then we see somebody walk into the shelter bathroom and we don't see what they see. Right. They step back and um, try and keep from screaming because there's a bunch of people asleep. Uh, Katrina is given sleeping pills and basically knocked out and put in bed. And then Mike uh, gets back to city, uh, city Hall Shelter with Ursula and I guess Joanna, She is that is who was with him. Uh, someone sees, and then they bring bring everybody upstairs, and we see Cora has drowned herself in the sink in the bathroom. Which is a really interesting way to go. Yeah. I think that would take, a, like, a great deal of will power to hold your head well, underwater. Right. Well, my guess is that he tried to remove all of her willpower from her right. and then just you know, fall forward. I wanted to find Stay out there. what her particular issues were, though, because she seemed like she would be rife with all sorts of nastiness. Oh, she's old, so probably. <laughs> the lighthouse is getting battered, and we're seeing the lighthouse being battered. And I was like, please don't take this lighthouse out, because I don't know if I'm going to believe a storm that takes out a lighthouse, and then, they're, of course, they're going to take out this lighthouse. Oh, my God. 
Well, that makes the best visual, and also I that's, understand that's that where you're drawing the line, though. Uh, no, it well, yes, a little bit. It is yeah. a little bit frustrating to me because here's the thing: lighthouses are built in such a way as to be extraordinarily difficult to right. to topple to, over. To topple over. So when it just topples over, I'm like, well, how bad was the disrepair before the storm? Because yeah. they're designed not I to do that. that. <laughs> um, and I understand. Yeah, it's the devil or whatever making the storm. But still, I still was like, don't. Take that thing. Oh no, there it goes. I also, you know, I'll get to that. Okay. In this, in this, when we get to it. Uh, so in the jail, Robbie, Hatch, and Kirk are playing cards. That's not true. Um, <laughs> sorry. Three of them are playing cards at a table with a mirror set up so they can see into the other room where uh-huh. Jack and Robbie are sitting, and Robbie is once again just staring into the cell. Hey guys, did we not learn that you nope, shouldn't let somebody do that? Yeah, Hatch hasn't learned anything. So remember when I said he was smarter than I gave him credit for? I take it back. I take it back. Sometimes. Uh, a little inconsistent. <laughs> Robbie starts seeing his mom, who's like, where's my son, my Robbie? All I want is, is before I die is to see him. And then she says, she looks at him and she's like, I'm going to see you in hell and I'm going to eat out your eyes. Over and over and over again, because hell is repetition, which is the one thing I do like. Hell, hell is repetition is, is very good. And uh, Robbie picks up a gun and points it at the bars. We uh-huh. don't know who's back there now, presumably. Now that's something we forgot to mention about um, earlier. The first murder attempt on Linoche, which was the guy who was outed for the gay assault anti the, the, on the young gay kid, he shoots... Oh, yeah. No, it is. So, yeah, he he uh, when Jack is accused of this gay bashing, he pulls uh-huh. out his gun and fires into the cell. Mike stands in front of him and only gets a scratch, which uh, I'm pretty sure Linoge d- d- I did. I think he did, because Linoge has the bullet <laughs> he, in his hand. Yeah, he has the, bull, the bullet in his hand. Um, and that's why the second time I thought, oh, good God, why don't they just take the guns out of there? It's, everyone's going to try to take a shot at this guy, given the opportunity. Well, especially after Robbie literally says to Mike, why don't we kill this guy? Why yeah. would you leave Robbie with a gun? <laughs> like, <laughs> meanwhile, as Robbie's got the gun pointed at Linoge, Molly back at the shelter as Mike is going to leave again says you should just get rid of him because he'll never be found guilty by a court for everything he's done and Mike is like I'm not entertaining this conversation like I'm just not doing this with you right now and also I can't believe my wife just told me to kill somebody that's a good moment too in terms of Tim Daly's performance yes it is yeah and then back at the jail Robbie tries to uh, fire the gun but the gun turns into a snake. Oops. Have we seen this before? Guns turned into snakes? Yes, the stand. Okay. And then there was the gun. It wasn't a snake. I don't... He, she tur- he turned the... Uh, turned into knife, a banana? Or, yeah, her knife into a banana. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, but yes. It's, it's like a bad vaudeville joke. Is that a knife or is that a banana? <laughs> no. Nope, uh, I'm just not happy to see you. It's flat. So... Andre then picks up his cane. I don't know where his cane came from. It, mm-hmm. He called. He said, you know, heal, and it came back to him. And then they're sort of pushed out of the room, and then there's this real bright close encounter of the third kind light coming out of this 
room and they can't get back in. Finally, Hatch gets the door in and faces Andre, who's now like an, a very elderly cloaked man. Uh, and then he, he like blows out the cell and he says, I'll go as soon as I get what I want. And then uh, disappears. Poof. And then Mike arrives and Hatch says, he says he'll go when he gets what he wants. And Mike's like, yeah, I fucking know. But we once again, we I all don't know. know what that is. And then we have everybody sort of falling asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that uh, he's broken out of the jail, everybody just goes to City right. Hall. So they're all in the same place. There's no reason to stay there any longer. Hatch is, uh, or Mike is falling asleep in front of the television, and Reverend Riggins comes on. Um, which the thing attributes to being John Innes. Mm-hmm. Does it switch from him to Confior and back, or does is it is that a misattribution? I I think the two characters that we see in the dream are both Confior. Right. And I think that yeah, that was a little confusing because they're similar looking. Yeah, because he's credited. Yeah. John Innes is credited as Reverend Riggins, but it's pretty clear that also some of it is Confior. Right. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. So as everybody's sort of in and out of consciousness... it's also on a fuzzy television set. Yeah. So you really can't see clearly who it is. Right. Uh, so in and out of consciousness, we've got Reverend on the television saying that he wants everybody to confess all their sins publicly. That's mm-hmm. sort of what he's after. And we see everybody sleeping in the shelter, and they're all having a dream. Like, they're all having a dream, and it's Mike's uh, voiceover. Uh-huh. And, it's, uh, and then it's also a, like a radio or like a tv producer or like a newscaster who right. is confior in a fat suit and a bald right bald an incredibly shiny so shiny bald he looks cap. like a cartoon and i don't know if it's because they just it was bad cgi or bad prosthetics it or was, a combination of both i think the the issue might be that he's in prosthetics in front of like a process screen or something really? i don't know how well that works because the other cgi in this film is a little bit Iffy at times. Yeah. So what we're seeing is that 200 people, um, about 200 people were in the shelter. Okay, so, and then we see this, you know, the storm has passed and everywhere is rebuilding, everywhere but Little Tall Islands. Uh, about half of the population of 400 sought shelter off the island when the storm was uh, indicated to be as strong as it was. There were 400 people here. Uh, now they've only found four bodies and no other people. Uh, and they compare it to Roanoke, Virginia. Right. Although he says the wrong word. He says there was only one clue, a word carved on a tree. And what it says in this movie is, cro- and he pronounces it, Croton. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the actual word carved in has an additional A in it. It's Croatoan. Yeah. Um, or Crotoan, mm-hmm. uh, who knows? It was written down, so we don't know how it's pronounced. But they leave a word or a letter out when they show it in the thing. So I thought that was interesting. Like, mm. like we don't want to. Uh, you don't want to summon the thing, right? right. Exactly. Uh, and the reporter finishes, and once again, this is this is Andre Linoge, It's the same actor doing this. By saying that he's only sure of one thing, Davy, you're too short to play basketball. And then we kind of zoom out, and it's Davy having this dream. But everybody is having this dream, and they kind of all wake up 
and they're like, I just had this dream. And then they all sort of say over and over, mm -hmm. like, it was this, it was this. And then how could everybody disappear? And Mike, like, kind of comes to, and he'd been nodding in front of the television, where Riggins is once again insisting on confession. So is this what he wants? I don't know. <laughs> I think, like and he said, says they the the ocean the uh, the how everybody disappears is that we all walk into the ocean, right. and he had seen them all on a pier, apologizing to Mister Linoge and walking into this storm mm -hmm. ocean off of this very long pier. Uh, and then Linoge we see at the lighthouse, and the storm is raging on, and it's about to wreck the lighthouse, and he kind of pokes holes in it. So maybe that's the thing. Like, mm -hmm. he has done some damage that we haven't really seen, but he's there, and he's doing something. Well, yeah, he's standing in the lighthouse, and the waves are licking up around him, and he's there up until the moment that you see it get destroyed. He flies away before it gets destroyed. He flies away? Yeah, he, well, like, he leaves. Okay. He goes away. And then the people at the city hall, and this is what I didn't like. They were like, the lighthouse is going to go. Come on, let's go look at it. And I'm like, there's no way you guys would be excited to see that. Well, there seems to be this, in this story, they seem to be so insular that they crave the excitement of watching their own landmark fall. And it seemed dumb to me that everyone goes running out there like they're 10 years old. But it's their own. That's the thing. It's right. their own landmark that is being destroyed. That's right. not a, hey, cool, let's look at this. Thing to me, I think it almost is if it's as if in this tiny community, the one thing that happens, everyone wants to say, "Oh, I remember when this happened." Yeah, I guess. That's but y'all, you're in the middle of the storm. You what don't need seems to see dumb to me about that scene is that everyone, man, woman, and child, children, moms are dressing see, up their yep. kids to go see it. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? And he warns them, it's whiteout conditions. You won't be able you to won't find yourself. You won't be able yourself. to really. Yes, right. Stay close. It's right. whiteout conditions. If it's whiteout conditions, how can they see? Because right. they're not... Well, and that even gets covered. One of the characters even says, I can't... See, the little kid, I can't see I anything. I can't see anything, yeah. Right? So I'm not sure... It's just, yeah, this it's a little bit like... opportunity guys, opportunity for Linoge to, like, go jerk people out of the crowd. Uh, yes, that's what happens. So in this line of people, people are just disappearing. Mm -hmm. Like, they just... Yeah, it looks like they're just jerked out of a line, but we don't see where they go or anything like that. And then um, Mike is like, people are being like snatched what's uh -huh. like this is a a ploy to get us all outside right. so get back inside and so he pushes everybody back in and then he gathers like a like a posse and there's at least five people that have been that have been disappeared but right. maybe more than that a bunch of the a bunch of the men go out looking for them but they can't go on their own they have to go in pairs um and then in the shelter they're dancing the kids are all dancing time a little teapot which even in 1989, I don't think it was a thing that they were going to have the kids do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, uh, and then Katrina is still sort of in shock. Robbie says he hates the song and decides not to look for anyone. He's going to stay put until the storm goes away. I'm like, yeah, that feels right, you big chicken. And then Katrina overhears them singing the song, and she starts crying. Uh, and then Mike, I don't know where he was. Was he back at the... He was outside, and he's the one who calls the alarm for everyone to go running inside once people, once people right, start Right, but then he fucking figures out that Linoge and Legion 
he was in the daycare. I think he was, God, I can't remember exactly why he was in there. There's a lot of running That's around. That's right. Maybe they were, because they were looking for people, and I think they stopped by the daycare to maybe pick uh-huh. up some supplies. Right. And he has a Rosemary's Baby moment where instead of using the Scrabble tiles, yeah, he sees witches. the blocks and he re Linoge, uh-huh. he reorders to Legion, and then he knows the Bible story of Legion. Do you want to tell us the Bible story? Well, the Bible of story of Legion is that there's a possessed man in the Gadarenes in this area who runs around naked, no chains can bind him. He lives in the graveyard, and so he. Jesus comes along with the disciples and sees him because they said there's a man out there and he's you know beating people up and harming them things. And Jesus casts the demon out. But typical of an exorcism, you ask the demon's name. And he says, we're legion, for we are many. Right. So Jesus casts them out. They inhabit a herd of swine that's nearby and run themselves into the sea suicidally. Right. Which goes together with the other part where they're all throwing themselves into the sea. Yeah, I guess that's right. Uh, on a personal note, uh, when I was a kid, they... I had the entire, a very devout child. I had all the New Testament on audio recording. And so I used to listen to it on the headphones at night to help get to sleep because I had insomnia. And that is not the story you want to hear as you're trying to no, go to sleep. Like, oh, no, 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 no. No, go back to the beginning. So now we've got a biblical right. tie-in. Uh, Ralphie at the shelter hears Andre calling him, and he says... Very saddle boy, I think is what right. he calls him. And he walks and follows the voice into a room that locks behind him. Mm-hmm. And that's where we end. So I don't know if he wants people to confess their sins publicly. I don't know if he wants to, what's the, I Pied Piper of Hamlin, the kids away. I don't that's know what, it, what he wants. And the fact that I've been watching this like. for 90 minutes, no, for three hours, and I've only got another hour and 20 minutes, and I still don't know what this motherfucker wants, is I think there's, making uh, me upset. The slow burn is going too slow at this point. Yeah, and I understand, yeah. it, like I said, he's got to make sure that they understand that he's serious. Uh-huh. But I can't begin to think about giving you what you want if you don't tell me what it is. So what we know so far is that Linoge may or may not be an ancient demon or collection of demons. He might just be um, Charles Xavier's son. He is a very, very, very old, and he manifests as a young man. He has the ability to control other people's thoughts and actions, and it seems as if the worse they are or the more things they've done wrong or whatever kind of guilt or anger or shame they have in them, he seems to have more control over that. Maybe. That seems to, I don't know, that might be the case. We don't know what he wants, but we also know that this town, as friendly as it looks from the outside, has a kind of a running mean streak to it. The people there. Right. And so the fact that they're so willing to just, nobody has to know about it, he'll just disappear. Yeah, well, I mean, also... He's called. He right. seems and to have caused mm-hmm. four deaths at that point. So I kind of get it because what do you, you can't? What are you going to bring him up on charges of well, other people he, committing suicide? So there's only one person, or effectively two people, who know that killing him might be completely useless. The guy who shot at him and Mike, who for some reason, you know, was handed back the bullet that must have been moving at quite a speed for right. Lenoge to catch it. But also, uh, God, Casey. What's his name? Uh, oh, Hatch. Hatch. 
I think, might be the only one who's seen the elderly face, too. Yes, He's the only so one who has far. a full grasp of just what this is if it's not a person. Um, but yeah, I, as far as what he knows, what we've been told in the story, it could be a number of things that he wants. He might want everyone to run lemming-like into the sea. Yeah, if that's what he wants, then we're all... Why is he taking so long? Yeah, just just do that. So your frustration in this segment, or this um, this part of the story, is just that we're not getting to the point? Yeah, and like I said, I can't make a decision until I know what my decision is about. Right. Like, but I agree with you also that he seems to be scaring them to a part where whatever he says, they're going to have to agree with it, because... If right, except if you push them too far, then right. fuck it, do whatever you want to us. You've already taken everything I care about. Like, for people with fa- whose family members that he took, he's taken already, mm-hmm. maybe they're like, well, that was what I had to live for, so right. I don't care what the hell else you want or are going to do to me. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it seems a dangerous gambit to just start killing people and just presume that pe- that's going to get people to do what you want. So how do you um, th- although Robbie's uh, in charge and Robbie's out for Robbie, so maybe, maybe uh, that. So what do you? Um, so what do you think it is? Then do you have an? I'm. I don't want to guess. Like okay. that's my whole thing too. I don't want to guess. I want the movie to tell me what the <laughs> fuck the movie is about. <laughs> like, um, like I said, it's either mm-hmm. confa- to me right now from what we've gotten. It's either. Everybody fucking stand up and and lay your shit bare in front of all these people right. that you say are your uh is your community and who you, you know, ride or die for or whatever and tell your truths or give me all your kids. Like I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those things maybe. It, it's reminding me a If it's bit. just one kid, I'm uh-huh. like how special is this kid if you've already killed 12 right. people or whatever? Like what? You could have just taken him. Like, what is I, happening? It's reminding me of needful things. Only in that one, the structure is that he sets people up. Right. Like billiard balls on a table. Yeah, and then to just aims them other. at each other. And he kind yeah. of does that a little bit here. He is puppeteering them. Yeah. Um, to to do things, but it's not like he has he gets any satisfaction out of them destroying each other. He just gets entertainment out of it. The devil in needful things is act. You know is mirthful he gets a lot from it because these people drive themselves into despair here he's just doing it because he's bored and he's locked in a cell it seems like but then again until we find out what he wants it might be very important i don't know yeah and like i said if it's one child or whatever Mm -hmm. why don't you just like you've already killed a bunch of people right this seems silly so this is ensemble acting piece who do you think really stuck with you in terms of their performance? Um, I think that Jeffrey DeMunn and Tim Daly are really standing out. I also right. think Katrina, the girl that plays Katrina, yeah, is very good. Yeah, that scene was really good. But I really like her, and I don't know why. Like, that sounds harsh, and that's no, no. not what it... I mean, I remember her from something, but I've looked at her IMDb, and none of them ring a bell as to what I know her from. So I don't know why I have an affinity for her, but when I see her... I do really like She's her. She's really genuine in this movie. She yes. comes across as really She does honest. always feel very fragile to me. Right. I think she was in The Good Wife, or maybe both The Good Wife and it The Good Fight. Because she had a lot of television credits. Yeah. Um, I like all of them. Calm Fury, is that how you pronounce his name? I don't have any idea. We've said it every other way. Right, Calm. so Calm. 
is undoubtedly correct. I was pronouncing his last name like Biore strips. Right. I don't. I, I don't. I, I legit. You were calling him Fior. Right. Is so I, Irish, I don't is know. Italian. I don't know what this is, or the name is rather. I mean, that's. Yeah. The, but he, his performance is actually really good. This weird, unblinking, calm thing that he's doing is actually very good. And I think that we don't necessarily need the hissing cat business all the time, because his other appearances are. I like when he does it at a person. I don't love uh, when he just does it. Does it like he's a cat yawning or something? I, yeah, I, that, that doesn't quite come across. It's odd, but I do like the prosthetic. But yeah, it is an effective visual effect. I think I like, um, and I like that I look mm-hmm. at it. I'm like, that looks like a cougar. Like it's got that dark right thing of a big cat that it, doesn't look like other things, and I like that. I thought that was interesting. No, I did a little bit of reading about the episode because I really do like how it looks. It's a beautiful looking program, and something that we talked about when we were watching it that the practical effects of it really work really well, and the CGI involving the cane does not work so well. Um, Yeah, the cane, they're trying to use more than they should. Right. I think. But I I was right. The entire town was built at one-third scale. Yeah. Which must have been... I always look at that and think how much fun it must be to walk around that to see a car a third smaller than it should be or... The trees, because they did an amazing job with some of it. Um, and also read that both Deborah Ferentino and Tim Daly, when they were being interviewed, joked about how this how they were suffering for their art. I'm going to send uh, put links to those articles on the latecomers uh, Facebook page, because there's really interesting bits technically about how this was done. Uh, apparently, they used an actual ice machine at some points, so they were really that cold. At other points, they're using uh, painted uh, potato flakes, mm. which just got horribly mushy and shredded plastic. Oh, interesting. And Tim Daly That's makes really a joke that, good. yeah, we've been, we've been inhaling this. And there's an uh, interview with Deborah Ferentino that reminded me that she was in one of the prestige science fiction shows of the, the, of the time, uh, Earth 2, which lasted one season and went nowhere, but it was like a really big, she was the first female... A lead for a science fiction show. Mm-hmm. So there was a, there's a lot of neat stuff in there, so I'll include that for people who are interested. Cool, yeah, let's post it on the website, or on the Facebook, a Facebook page. page yeah. yeah. Anything else you want to say? No, I think, I, I'm, I'm just waiting. I think he's taking too long to get to the point. It's like a really, I, I really enjoy it. I think it's a beautiful show. I love everyone in it. Yeah. But I also feel like it's one of those jokes that you don't see the end to. And I probably, if I hadn't, if we had just watched it in uh-huh. a four-hour chunk, I probably would be okay with the fact that we don't know now. But because right. I've had to stop twice, and the whole plot has not been revealed to me yet, I'm aggravated. We're also seeing it days apart. I'm also... Not feeling well. So. It was intended to be seen one night after the other. I and mean, Maybe that was better. Like if we saw a part Although three. not even then. I think it was one night, one night, and then two night break, and then the oh, third night. Wow. So That would have been frustrating. Yes. I don't remember how it was broadcast. I know that I didn't get to see all of it. Um, this was back when there was a family television set still. Oh, yeah. And so if everyone else is too scared to watch uh, this kind of thing, then you don't get to see how it ends. Um, yeah, February 14th, mm-hmm. February 15th, February 18th. So uh, 16th and 17th, two nights off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that might have been a, a bit frustrating for the audiences at the time. 
But maybe if you were watching it back to back, it would be, like you said, it would be different. Yeah, like I think if we'd watched it all together, I'd just be like, well, yes, I'm frustrated that we don't know yet. But also, I'm still watching it. Yeah. And we're going to get there. But because we keep stopping, and I'm like, we're never going to get there. Sunday, Monday, Thursday is yeah. how it aired. So, no. And I think now that I think about it, that's probably why I didn't see the ending. School because night? Thursday night was... Church? It was either church or it was taking care of my dad. Oh, okay. So, yeah. 1999, so... Yeah, because he was sick in 87 was when he had a stroke. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, that's probably what it was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that's day. frustrating. Yeah. For sure. Um, okay, so we're going to watch the end. Uh-huh. We're going to finally find... I presume, actually, uh-huh. that we're going to find out what he wants. You know, we might never find out. If that we don't, then be... I, I'm burning this whole thing to the ground. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, go ahead and recommend the thing. I, Do it. Well, I wasn't going to recommend it. I was going to wait for you. Do it. I Just saw it. a movie um, this weekend called Birds of Prey or The Fantabulous Emancipation of Har- one Harley Quinn. One Harley Quinn. I didn't know what to expect for the movie. I yeah, really because enjoyed... the DC movies have been hit or miss. Right, and I mostly miss. Enjoyed parts of Suicide Squad, even though it was terrible. Because I was sitting in the audience going, "If you cut that out and cut that out and cut that out, this would make so much more sense." I was looking at it like an editor. And then realized that that's basically what happened. The director finished a film and they just kept adding more scenes to it based on audience reaction. But I wanted to see this. It turned out to be so much better than I thought it was going to be. I didn't have any particular expectations other than, oh, this looks like it'll be silly and fun. But it was a really good set of performances from a really good set of actors. Yeah. It was well written. It was um, well staged. Well the staged. fight scenes were awesome. It reminded me of not the Avengers, the Marvel films, the Avengers with Diana Rigg. Oh, and the TV show. Patrick McNee, where they'd have these really. Not the terrible Avengers no, no. movie. <laughs> no, but the original TV show that had these really elaborately goofy fight scenes where people are fighting. In, and there is a scene in a funhouse, a fight scene in a funhouse that is hysterical and really well done. Um, and I like the fact that. Margot Robbie, I was mentioning earlier, um, Chris Evans might have been born to play Captain America. I think she might have been born to play this part. Yeah. She looks so much like a dra- an animated also, cartoon. Also, though, she's been born to play a lot of parts. Like, she's um, a chameleon in a yeah. way that is surprising for someone who looks the way that she looks. Yes. Yes. But, yeah, yeah the, the facial expressions alone, like what she did to her face and what the prosthetics people or makeup people did to bring out this really exaggerated kind of loony uh, grin that she does, and the fact that it's been narrated from her point of view, so the story at times makes no sense. Yeah. She breaks out into musical song. Uh, Ewan McGregor is really good in it, too. Yeah, he is. Although we see his ankles, and y'all, I am tired of seeing this man's ankles since 2009. I don't know what it is. It's going to be in his rider. My ankles will be uh, shown. I guess you you mentioned that we don't see his dick anymore, and that right, might right, be what it like is. His early he's, career was he's just like, oh, there he is. His pants are down yep. again, you know? Yep. But um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who I love, 
is really funny. She's very good at it. <laughs> she is really funny. As someone with extreme anger management problems, although she, she does not have rage issues. <laughs> but the way that she does not know how to interact with people because she's a an assassin who's trained from her youth to kill, and now being stuck with other people, she has no idea how to even communicate. And there's a there's a bit of that that's really funny. It's actually just a really fun wild movie. I'm glad that it's rated R. Yeah. Because I don't think you could tell this story as a PG, even a PG-13. It has to be as manic and violent as the characters in this story. Yeah. But I, I loved it. I don't know. That was my Facebook post. I don't know if I'll ever see the Joker or Joker. Joker, yeah. But I just loved the hell out of this movie. This was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And um, the incel bashing and the uh, the targeted... Uh, bad reviews from people who have not not seen mm-hmm. the movie uh don't let it deter you because the movie is really really I good if you like if thing. you like a superhero movie if you like an action movie there's yeah. no reason you won't like this movie right and yeah it was written by a woman directed by a woman and it stars a bunch of women and they're badasses and get over yourself and go watch the movie yeah i i didn't i i don't understand why anybody wouldn't like it I know that it makes a very... Ewan McGregor's character makes a very pointed attack He's on... He's legitimately... I think <laughs> at some point the director literally pulled him aside and went, you are the embodiment of white, frail, uh, white male fragility. Uh-huh. Just do that. And he does such a great job of just whining. Why is this... Why, why are is people this taking my things? Like, yes. The way that he shows off, all these exotic pieces of art that he doesn't really care for or doesn't understand what they are. No. Or why they're significant, the way that he's constantly, you know... He's got shrunken heads and he was like, and these are 2,000 years old and now they're just baubles in my living room. Ew! (laughs) 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 And it's the ew! (laughs) Like the gleeful ew that he does is so bizarre. In the beginning, I didn't know what to think of him as an actor. I like him more and more the older he gets because he's willing to just go there and be... He is, yeah. I I don't want to be a movie star. I want to be that weird guy. And he's like... Por que no los How can I say... There's some actors who take it too far. Like Nicolas Cage is lost to us. He's well, out of Nicolas Cage started but, believing some things about himself that maybe he shouldn't have, and also always had an unhealthy uh, relationship with Superman uh, and reality in general. But Uma McGregor has had a great gift for still staying inside the boundaries of really giving a good performance, but at the same time being able to do these weird comic turns. And this was a great one. Yeah. yeah, so did you have anything? No, just that. It was going to just be that. So yes, and, and that's I, it. I also I feel that. I have to fight the tide. Go see the movie. Yeah, go see the movie. It's fully worth it. You will not You will not uh, regret mm. coming out of that theater. You're if you like action, time. if you're squeamish if you, about violence, don't see it. No, but that's not. If you're yeah, listening to a, a whole season or a second season now with Stephen King, violence is obviously not a problem for you. Is that second season? Isn't it? I thought we did one season of Stephen King. No. This okay. is our Stephen King season. Season five is still Stephen King on screen. Okay, I thought it was more than... No, it's just the longest season that we'll do. Okay, ever. All right. Anything else? Nope. Okie dokie. So you can... If you know what the hell he wants, let us know. Uh, c- come tell us... Something. Well, don't spoil it, but, you know, give us your guesses on Ice Facebook. Cream. You can email them to us at uh, latecomerspod at gmail.com or tweet mm-hmm. them at us at latecomerspod or, yes, leave it on our Facebook wall and... 
uh, Lemuel will put up some things about the making of this movie as we release. Um, we've already recorded two episodes. We're going to have episodes in the bank. I'm so excited. Yes. For the first time in forever. So we're talking to you. Actually, I hope Birds of Prey is still in the theaters and you still have a chance to go see it. Because it's two weeks sense. from now that this is going to come out. So. It should be. Uh, and in the meantime, I remind you to take your medicine and we remind you better, better late than, than never. never.